Welcome, Rinkbacks, to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Rink, the-rink.com's Blackhawks Rinkcast, live from the COVID-19 studios, the luscious uh, COVID-19 studios. And, oh, look, we have CT on the line, too. Um, <clears throat> today is Monday, June 22nd, 2020, and I'm your host, Jeff Osborne, infamously known on the Twitters as Puck and Hostel. And also, I have my co-host, partner in crime, Mr. John Jekyll. Hello, sir. Howdy. Howdy. Cool. And also, we have uh, some uh, pioneers of the podca- the Blackhawks podcasting world. The, the gentleman, and I use that term lightly, from Hockey Night. We have Forklift, who is uh, at Hockey Night on Twitter, and uh, Hockey Night's CT. Uh, That's me. Yep. And... Uh, you guys, I, I was trying to come up with a good comparison. You know, it's it's not like Jake and Elwood or anything like that. Like Penn and Teller, only this time around, the Teller actually talks. Nah, we're like the Smith brothers, those two dudes on the cough drop box. <laughs> Here we are to the early the early uh, references going on. But, uh, Fork, did, Fork, did Lori buy that hat for you in case you get lost wandering around, not know where you are in downtown Evanston? <laughs> actually, actually, the very fine Mighty Mike D bought this hat for me in the Nashville area. Oh, in the I'm Nashville surprised. area. Yeah, I'm surprised I, you spelled Fork right then. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I was like, something Gaelic. You know, he, he's, a, he's an eat with his hands kind of guy. Yeah, he absolutely is. So are we. So are we, actually. So anyway, it's been it's been a while since we've actually got together uh, and talked about anything because there hasn't been really a, too much to talk about. And then, uh, of course, a couple of weeks ago, there was a lot of unrest in the country. It wasn't really uh, the time to really be talking hockey. I didn't feel so. Uh, we kind of just kept our mouths shut, which is something we don't normally do. But uh, <clears throat> just let you know, let everything happen as it happened and uh, support Black Lives Matter. And, you know, just keep my butt out of, uh, out of everyone else's business for a little while. So, uh, but anyway, any part of your butt. Yeah, I I can agree with that. That that was more (laughs) the time to be uh, talking about the police Academy movies. Great time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were exceptional there. Bazinga. (laughs) (laughs) I I pulled some special clips, Mr. Forklift, uh, wanted us to pull some special clips so i did bazinga i don't care (laughs) anyway jeremy um, calvin himself (laughs) i got i got plenty more where that came from so you know you suffered a recent blow to the head (laughs) that is pretty fitting for old jeremy yeah yeah i pulled a couple of times (laughs) like this one and i already achieved more than most of you could ever hope to despite my nine o'clock bedtime (laughs) i figured that would fit too yeah i I don't know how far into his coaching career he was. And I was watching a game. I was like, he looks like that fucking dude from Big Bang Theory. Based <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, hence hence Coach Bazinga was born. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, on, I'm on board with it. I am. He's just, Jim's got a little, Jim Parsons got a little bit shorter hair. But other than that, if he let his hair grow out a little bit, it would be real close. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then so, he puts on his glasses and he looks like Stephen Merchant, a short Stephen Merchant. <laughs> awesome reference. <laughs> Everyone's going, what? <laughs> so, oh. well, 
as far as hockey goes, as far as the Blackhawks go, as far as the NHL goes, they're what? They're in uh, phase two right now where they are doing the – they're letting people work out at the facilities, uh, but they're and only small groups. swimmingly. Yeah, no kidding. I was, just gonna, I was just going to say that the other day. Uh, you know, the, you, you had the, the people, uh, the Lightning that tested positive, some Phillies players yeah. tested positive, some other people tested positive, all in <laughs> Florida. And now uh, I think hockey, it was one of hockey's biggest stars. Yeah. Austin, Austin yeah. Matthews, <laughs> which, you know, he's in great. Arizona. Yeah. It's going yeah. swimmingly. Perfect. So when do so, you think the playoffs uh, will start? Uh, 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, April 2021. So. The playoffs of the 2021 season. Yeah. They're acting like they're still just John, moving I, I forward. Think that's aggressive to be honest. <laughs> could be. Yeah. Like, it could be. Yeah. You were right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, they just keep acting like they're moving forward, but uh, it, it's just becoming more and more evident that, you know, they're going to have this hub city thing. You're going to have 500 plus athletes, plus support staff, plus all this other stuff. All these people, you cannot keep them. And, John, I know you have something to say about this, the bubble thing, where they'll, they'll just keep them in a bubble. Yeah, in Las Vegas, you're going to keep a thousand people in a bubble in Las Vegas for yep. two months. Yeah, it's- come on. The whole thing is just preposterous, you know, and I just I, I think what they're trying to do is I think they're trying to get they're, they're put they keep pushing out all these, you know, all these social media crap and photos. And, oh, look at look at Brinksy showing. Up. You know, it's like, I think that they're trying to they're trying to drum about this and. And absolves them of any responsibility from a perception standpoint of, you know, if they get, if anybody gets sick, what have you, well, it's, you know, we were just doing what the fans wanted. Um, It just defies logic that anybody who um, has any understanding of, you know, you don't have to be a scientist. I mean, it's, I'm not a scientist. I get it. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're not? No, I thought you, I thought you had a PhD from uh, Johns Hopkins. No, that was what I heard. That's that's the alleged guy that I was talking to yesterday <laughs> who claimed that he had a PhD from Hopkins and he's like, Oh, it's no big deal. You know, this is all overblown. It's like, no, there's no PhD from Hopkins in epidemiology who's saying that right now. That's the no. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and there's no one that works in this in the in the area of science no, that's but, saying no, that this is overblown. Right. Epidemiology, you don't get a PhD, you get an MD. Well, he had said he had an MD. He also said he oh. had a PhD too. I was tempted to ask him what his dissertation was in and tell me some articles he published, but you know. it was like some guy that was like John eight six three four two five six seven with an egg, <laughs> exactly. and he followed like five people, and he's going to tell us. And he's doing Twitter Thursday. <laughs> yeah, he's got an MD in epi- epidemiology yeah. from Johns Hopkins, and he's telling us that the the COVID nineteen is is all overblown. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> okay, the guy, was, the guy was trying to sound really professorial. But he, he really wasn't doing that good of a job of it. I mean, it was like, I think what he was trying to do is he was, I think he was representing like Van, the city of Vancouver because he kept saying how Vancouver was a perfect place to have it because they don't have a high caseload there. And, and I'm like, dude, it doesn't, you know, the, the relative caseload wh- where you are doesn't really matter. What matters is, is 25 guys in close proximity on hockey benches with water bottles around in dressing rooms like knocking the, the snot out of each other on the ice in the actual playoffs. And most people apparently have forgotten yeah. what that's all about. It's just, it's preposterous. Well, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter you're, where you're you talking do about it. a league that they couldn't control a mumps outbreak. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. 
they can't figure out what head injury is doing. They're going to control a thousand people for, and keep them from I, in a bubble. I love the I NBA's think, plan. The NBA just went balls to the wall. They put everybody in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, the right. worst place. Just cut yeah. it off and let it float into the ocean. Florida, Vegas. Yeah. Florida, Vegas. Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. LA, I guess, would have been the other choice. I don't know. Yeah, I, I. They just keep acting like they they're treating this like they treated head injuries. They're just going full bore forward and just like they're, they're doing deny, the Trump deny, thing. Deny. Like it's not there. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. It's not happening. Exactly. Exactly. It's the Trump thing. He just lies and lies and lies until you know. <laughs> He, he believes it. It's the, kind of the same thing. You know, I don't want to get political, but I'm just using yeah. it as an example. Don't get forced. Oh, Gary Bettman is 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 treating this thing, and it's ridiculous yeah. because well, all you know, they, you've you've got these controlled small groups of people working out, and now you're having outbreaks. What do you think is going to happen when the groups get bigger? This may come. going to get better. This may come as a surprise to you guys, but Gary Bettman is a clown. <laughs> you know, really? I never, never heard that. <laughs> well, you know, he's a lawyer that, that he's playing lawyer is what he's doing. He's like he, he's he, he's an idiot. He's just like a he's like a third grade <laughs> Borscht Belt comic. Speaking of which, that, that, and that's what this all reminds me of. Did you you guys watch The Simpsons? Like the Golden Age of The Simpsons? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the episode where Sideshow Bob gets the bomb and forces them to shut off all the television signals? <laughs> And so Krusty runs out to the out the shack in the Alkali Flats to be the only one broadcasting so you right. have all the ratings. <laughs> yeah. That's what this is. Whatever yeah. sports mm-hmm. league can get on exactly. TV is going to get all the ratings. That's literally what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, they're all they're all being Lord Farquaad in the first Shrek movie. Some of you will die, but it's a chance I'm willing to take. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need is is Austin Matthews to you know or. T- uh, Max Domi, who's com- compromised and might not even play, you know, someone like that to get sick and and really, you know. Harpo Kako said he's going to camp and he's a he's got type one diabetes. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I I I wouldn't. I don't think I would chance it for this mock this stupid silly tournament they're putting together. Uh, I yeah. it, at this point, it's it's you know it's, it's I mean, like going to show biz pizza. Yeah, I mean, we could spare a Drake Kajula, but not a Patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Blackhawks can't afford to spare much <laughs> at this point in you time. Would, and you, you would think if they were going to do this, knowing it's a joke, why not live out your wildest fantasy and play all the games outside? Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I mean, if you want to even try to, like, make this a little safer. There's your yeah, I mean, that would be more reasonable. Games. It would be. Yeah, for sure. I would I, if they said that I would be like okay well that makes sense to me, but Take this does to not. Take Bamf and uh... <laughs> and <laughs> like Vegas of all yeah, well, places. Ba- everybody in Banff except for Michelle Goulet. Oh God, <laughs> he's still there. Michelle Goulet is still there with drink. Mike Keenan's credit card. <laughs> That's going to be the next documentary that comes out on ESPN. I would, I would watch a, I would watch a thirty for thirty about the early '90s Blackhawks. That yeah, would be a great documentary. Yeah, definitely. There would be a lot of snow flowing around there. Yeah. Also, yeah. one one year I went to the Blackhawks convention. They had a panel with like all those guys. So. Uh, Tom Lysiak, uh, 
Manson was there, um, Gilbert was there, and Goulet was there, and yeah, to a man, they just despise Mike Keenan. So it'd be great to have a documentary where they all just rag Mike Keenan. I, I hate to de- derail this, but I was just talking the other day about this because uh, it something came up about, oh, it was about the trade where the Blackhawks almost got Lindros. Yeah. And I was going back and forth with Uncle Al about it. I think it was Uncle Al. And uh, just saying, can you imagine if the Blackhawks had Jeremy Roenick, Eric Lindros, uh, uh, Chris Chelios, and Dominic Hasek? All together on the team because they would have yeah. had to get rid of Belfour in the trade and Lambert in the trade. They would have found a way to fuck it up. They would have. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. But it would have been fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, that did you I did you end up finding said, the proposed trade the 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 write up on it? Yeah, it was like Steve Smith, uh, Larmer, yeah, Larmer, uh, Belfour, and a but, bunch of draft picks. Yeah. And then the key to the deal was they were going to give Lendra $10 million. And it's like, okay, I can see Quebec taking this trade. But the second you go to Bill Wirtz and say, hey, we're going to give right. this guy that just got drafted $10 million, right. he's going to throw you out of a window. Right. <laughs> I was looking in, in like the articles in that same area that were like, oh, yeah, Jeremy Roney's going to, he's going to ask for like a million a year or something, or it was something like that. And they're like, and they yeah. were going to, and Lindros wanted 10. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 10 is a lot now. Yeah. Well, actually, the whole Lindros thing would also make a great documentary just because how many different times did the Nordiques trade him? In fact, when they, they trade him to the Flyers and the Rangers simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, well, it's not the first time that's happened in the NHL. There's a couple yeah. of those where uh, I think it was Aginla got traded to one team and he thought he was going to the other. Yeah. <clears throat> when are we in our John Spano documentary? That's what I want. <laughs> There is one. The guy who almost is there. Well, I need to yeah, get another one. I think H. I can't remember. If, yeah, I think HBO did it because one of the guys from Entourage narrated it. Oh, could I have something better than that? <laughs> You'll get the guy from Entourage and like it. One of those things is true. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a document an HBO sports documentary about John Spano. And it's wow. it's remarkable. It's really think, well done. Fork, I think you're the only person who ever saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm gonna find it now. Yeah. This could be a, this this could be a good commercial for it. Maybe people will now go out and look for it. Like three well, or four it, people. It might be on HBO Max. I know yeah. uh they've got a lot of the sports documentaries. A lot of the HBO sports documentaries are on HBO Max, um, including Do You Believe in Miracles, which is always a great watch. And uh, that's, of course, the 1980 Olympic hockey team with lots of interviews and guys tearing up. Wait. And That was a that was a 30 for 30. No, that's Man, HBO okay. sports. I don't know. It says 30 for 30. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> no, do, I, the one... The one I'm talking about, it's it's got the full HBO workup. It's got the Lev Schreiber narration. And... I'm looking at it right here. It's Big Shot, directed by Kevin Connolly from Entourage. It's on the 30 for 30 website. Okay, so then I'm wrong. It's 30 for 30. But but I knew there was one. And yeah, I knew it was one of the clowns from Entourage. All right, then. So the, well, then I know what do... I'm doing. I'll see you guys later. I guess. Well, then, there'll be, <laughs> I'm, then there'll be a 30 for 30 on uh, Jeremy Colleton, and it'll be narrated by Jim Parsons. <laughs> Bazinga! I don't care. <laughs> I teed that go. one up for you. There you go. I was even. I was. See, I was paying attention. <laughs> Aced it. 
So, well, I mean, getting back on getting back on track just a little bit here. Um, like I said, we're in we're in phase two or quote unquote phase two. Apparently, it was announced that the the draft lottery quietly. Someone announced that the draft lottery is Friday at eight p.m. Uh, apparently, it was uh, announced a couple of weeks ago, but I think everyone just kind of overlooked it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that's fine if the draft lottery. I, it's still kind of weird because we don't know how how uh, teams are, are truly finishing, but um, I, you know they're going to do it this way. They're but uh, and the Hall of Fame induction gets announced Wednesday. Yeah. And that's that's a good point because uh, we were a little thing I, I put in the notes was that now Marion Hosa could possibly be selected and he should for yeah, sure he should be a first ballot. Oh absolutely. yeah, there's there's two slam dunks. Hosa and Aguilar are both slam yeah. dunks. Yeah, yeah, and they probably will so, both get in. Yeah, it's which would be other, great. Who the other two guys will be will be up in the air. Yeah, I don't think there's a doubt. I mean, Hosa has definitely earned it. So yeah. And then you get, but you get outside Chicago, and you'd be surprised how many people don't think so. It's just ridiculous. But he, well, he's, he's he was one of those quiet players, and especially behind Kane and Taves, sometimes you would get lost out there. Like you would, you would kind of forget he was there, and you're like, oh my god, Marion Hosa is not in this team because there were so many other personalities out there that uh, he. Not that he was forgettable. It's just you know he's a quiet unassuming guy he just does everything right you don't notice yeah. him yeah. and uh, you know if he does something yeah. flashy you might notice it but for a lot of times you don't you don't you know you kind of forget how good he really was well he was playing he was also playing both ends of the ice which aren't isn't always <laughs> exciting to the meatballs but yeah the, the reality of it is is um it's what made him such a great player was wasn't just that he had a thousand points and 500 goals but he uh you know he was tr- tremendous defensive player as well and uh um, you know, but you're right. I mean, that, that style of player is not always, you know, the guy who gets all the highlights in the press and, and whatnot. And, uh, but, uh, he was a pretty effective hockey player and they really miss him. Yeah, they do. And, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in this era, nobody's going to give Selkie votes to a wing. If, you, if you're, right. if you're right. not a center, you're not so going to be center. Votes. Right. You're right. Like Mark Stone will never get it, even though he, he might deserve it. <clears throat> So, well, anyway, back to back to the camp thing. Um, they say they claim there's a rumor out there that July 10th they want to uh, start the official camps. And uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> you suffered a recent blow to the head. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, hey, I, I have a gallery view. This is like the most on acid Brady bunch ever. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Tony and I are just trying DT. not to, to blind everyone using our forehead. Oh, hey, hey, hey! Look, <laughs> three out of the four of us. It's John Jekyll and the Pawn Shop. <laughs> <laughs> you are outnumbered here, Jekyll. You're gonna have to take That's some right. of that. I'll, uh, the I, have some of that. I have enough flowing and lustrous hair for the, for the three of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, <laughs> we, we have to play this though. My aunt can grow balls and become my uncle too, <laughs> because that never leaves the sa- that never leaves the soundboard. <laughs> One of I, my favorites. It's funny because, like in in on the East Coast, like in Brooklyn, places like that, that's a fairly common expression. But I'm branded with it. I'll take it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Fork. I have heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You know what? That's the first time I heard you're from New York, Fork. <laughs> Yeah, imagine that. See, what I should have no. done, I have I have 
a couple of plastic bins of baseball caps down on my first floor in my first floor closet. In there, I have a 1994 Stanley Cup hat. I should have worn that tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I've got a couple. I got like a a couple old things, some gifts I was given of like old Ducks merchandise and stuff. Oh, uh, I, I haven't been, uh, yeah, it, like original Ducks stuff when Brian Burke was well, working here, there. Here's a, here's a signed Adam Gray's hockey puck for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's our Rangers thing for the night. <laughs> I got my Mike Vernon one here somewhere, but I don't, I don't know where I put it. Yeah. And <clears throat> not I'm from not, Detroit. I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, uh, I'm surrounded by autographed John Scott merchandise, so. <laughs> well, CT, I don't know if you could see or not. Remember all those framed hockey night articles that got signed? Yeah, I can see yeah. them over your shoulder. Yeah, they're all over. The five of them are over my shoulder. So <laughs> I've got that. And above that is a picture of Holland Makita. Ah, where's the picture? Uh, uh, right, the right above. <laughs> I was gonna say right above uh, a signed copy of uh, Reasons Why I Love You. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that guy ever found out that he became part of like Chicago hockey culture. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down the rabbit hole here. We're I'm going to lose some people, but yeah. anyway, back on track, back on track, skidding back on track. Now, um, one thing I find interesting in the videos that the Blackhawks have been dropping on social media, um, it's always Malcolm Subin in net. Have you yeah, seen any clips with Corey Crawford? Is he even there? No, I don't think he's in town. Oh, okay. I believe he's not in town because there was only a handful of people that were actually in town uh, for this part of it. Yeah, well, Kane lives here. You know, ever yeah. since 2015, the Blackhawks yeah. have made damn sure he lives yeah. in Chicago year-round. Yeah, that's not surprising. With his handler. <clears throat> yeah. Al yeah. McIsaac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what's he going to do now? <laughs> he doesn't have anybody to explain hockey to anymore. <laughs> what do you guys think of this uh, McDonough thing? I don't think we ever uh, got your opinion on the, the McDonough firing and all that stuff. I don't understand it because I didn't think there was anything wrong with the business op side of the house. McDonough's not. I mean, I don't think it was. A, I think it was that he was maybe trying to meddle too much in the hockey side. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's well, there's been times where that's certainly there's been things that have happened with the Blackhawks where. Uh, McDonough's fingerprints have been all over it, especially when you see a spectacularly terrible contract to a fan favorite. Right. Yeah. Brent Seabrook. Yeah, yeah for sure. Seabrook, but also when they signed Kane and Taves, this, they signed them yeah. each Agreed. for a million more than, than yep. Ovechkin was making. Agreed. And, and all three of those contracts were given out a full year before the expiration of their current deals. Another one they did a year before the, the deal expired for a guy who never played in Chicago at that point, was Artem Anisimov. And, yeah. you know, that thing had a no movement clause oh. attached to it. I mean, I get it. You're trying to avoid any kind of a controversy and, and distraction during the season. But at the same time, you know, uh, boy, those things came back to haunt the, the team. And and I think, I do think that you're right. I think that that uh, was part of what did McDonough in. But the thing is, is if you're going to, I don't know, it seems to me that if you're going to uh, put blame for the hockey situation on McDonough. And, and listen, I did, and I and I still do. I, I just don't see how Stan Bowman survives this either. Uh, yeah. Shifting to our was, favorite topic. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess that was what I was surprised at. That, you know, that they didn't clean house completely. I, that, more of that. I mean, well, Don I McDonough think... is what he is. Uh, you know, whatever. He, 
Uh, I, I guess the, the only thing, the only comment I had that I kind of took issue with when he got fired was everyone said, "Oh, you know, John McDonough, like just walked into this great situation and didn't do anything." And I, I don't think that's true. I, I, I know no, there's it's a not. lot of the fights I would have with people are they're like, "Well, all he had to do was put the Hawks on television." Like when he walked in the door, people like stations wanted to broadcast the Hawks because that wasn't the case. Right. right. So you know he should. Get some cred- I think he should get credit for raising, you know, raising the profile of the franchise. I think, yeah, whatever any any input he had in a hockey decision was too much, frankly. And you know, his I think he's run his course here. Yeah. I just like like he said, John. I, I'm surprised what Stan Bowman's still doing here. Um, and it, I think that it remains to be seen. You know. I think there may maybe yet another shoe to drop with with regard to Bowman. I think yeah. they may want to get through the draft and and, and you know figure out what's going to happen with the conclusion of this season and the beginning of the next, and then and then make a move there. I, I'll be I will actually be shocked if they don't. Yeah, I I think that the Blackhawks probably figured that there's going to be some semblance of uh, some semblance of hockey being played. So they wanted to keep their powder dry as far as Bowman and Bazinga went until that resolves itself. Whether right. And I mean, look, if there is a playoff, if the Blackhawks actually play game, NHL games, the best thing is it's going to be a guillotine. It's going to be they're going to get out on the ice against the Oilers and their 29 percent power play. And it's yeah. going to be over in three. <laughs> You know, oh, didn't you hear Ian, uh, the great Ian Mitchell that isn't even going to be allowed to play? He's going to he's going to fix everything. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. You had to do that. You had to throw that out there. You know, I, yeah. I, I did they come out and say about ten days ago that he wasn't going to he wasn't going to play in the playoffs. Well, as of right now, uh, they, they did, said yeah. that those people, the the guys who have signed contracts like that, uh, were not going to be eligible. Because I think yeah, his contract but, doesn't doesn't technically start till next season, right? But right. I do think they're <clears throat> like I saw Kurashev's in camp, so you know. Well, he played with Rockford this year, though. Yeah. So, but still, yeah. he's not going to be skating with the Hawks. He's going to basically just right. be out there as a black ace. And, right. like, yeah. Well, they they also said that they were going to allow a certain amount. They were going to allow like rosters of like thirty people. Not you know, not yeah. on the ice clearly, but you you could carry thirty players in case someone gets hurt. You've got guys that have been quarantined already. You could just throw them in the lineup. You need five more guys in the dressing room spreading COVID around. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That makes perfect sense. I mean, I mean that's what uh, is... uh, Delia Delia is going to be part of it too. They told him he's going to be there yeah. for this, and if they need a goalie, they're, they'll have a, a goalie that's already been quarantined that they can then throw in the lineup. Mm-hmm. If Malcolm Subban doesn't work out, yeah, once Corey right. Crawford gets a head injury and is they're, out for whatever. Yeah, they're just, they're just going to stick everybody in the freezer with Ted Williams' head. <laughs> uh, I think that's <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's something got to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> dry ice, set on dry ice, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Keep uh, Bobby Hull out there. There's no virus in the world that can survive in that body. <laughs> uh, he's been pickled. There's nothing that can hurt him. Yeah, total, totally. He's, he's going to be immortal. He's a he's one of those walk one of those uh, zombies. He's, 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 a, ho- he's hockey's Keith Richards. He has the optimal. He, is. he has the optimal blood formaldehyde level. Yeah. to live for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't see. I mean, they might attempt to do it, but I, I, I got to see that this getting uh, derailed real quick. The right things are going. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. if it's like Vegas or, you know, a big city. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, I understood if they were going to try and do something like in uh, they were saying, like in North Dakota or something like out where there's a bunch of sheets of ice where people could be isolated. That seems to make a little bit of sense. That's kind of a bubble in, in and of itself. Right. But if you're going to do it in Chicago where, you know, we had we had a high rate here. We don't now, but we did. And it could easily break yeah. out again. Vegas, we got people traveling from all over now because they think vacations are the, are great and the whole world's wide open again. Yep. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> the hub cities, they uh, kind of announced today that uh, if there are hub cities, uh, and we were prefacing that with if, the, if this really actually happens, um, are possibly Vancouver, Vegas, Chicago, Edmonton, L.A., Toronto. Uh, they said that uh, Columbus was in the mix, but they have been uh, pulled off the table. They don't negative. They don't want John too close to anybody. I was harassing Gary point. Bettman on social John media. Was, John was the tipping point. <laughs> I always am. Um, yeah. There's got to be a Canadian city. There's got to be a Canadian city as a hub because otherwise all of Canada will have a shit fit. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be hard though, when if they have to, you know, when when it actually comes to the point where it has to cross over, and the cup, you know, is going to be happening. You're going to have to go through, you know, if the borders aren't really fully opened, it's that's going to cause some issues. Unless they're going to play all the games at one location, even then, you're going to have one team that's going to have to travel at least once to get there. Yep, it's and, insane. Uh, it's just I, insane. I haven't, I, I haven't followed as closely on some of the details. Have they worked out something to get the Euro players over here? In terms of I mean, visas and all that stuff, I mean, not really. I mean, I, I feel like every year for regular training camp, there's a handful of guys who can't report because they got visa right. issues. So, mm-hmm. right, I don't know. And now with all the borders being closed, for sure, yeah, yeah. They said, I, I don't know. I heard mixed reports. I heard a report somewhere that said that they were telling guys, "Hey, if you want to start making your way back when you can, uh, you know, we're going to be opening camp at a certain time. You might need this time to." To, to get back here. And then I heard others oh. say that, well, there's no reason for a guy to be coming here and doing nothing. He can work out back at home. So just let him stay at home until the time comes. And actually, I think today, didn't the, the White House announce that Trump is going to sign an order suspending work, vi- work visas for the rest of the year? It wouldn't I surprise so. me one yeah. bit. So there you go. That that wipes all the Euro players. Out. The, the logistics of this just don't make any sense at all. How, uh, how they could pull this off. He'll do some kind of an exception. He'd do some kind of an exception for the NHL. You know, he would, you know, for his good friend, Gary, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, who the you NHL? Know, what do they do, play? And then, the and, then do, and, then it, and then he would do a victory lap over it. You, I mean, of course he would. I'm not, I'm not kidding. He would. I don't yeah. for, maybe for basketball or something, something that gives him a little bit of clout where he could say, Hey, look what I did. I don't think hockey is going to get him that reward. Unfortunately, because yeah. according to ESPN, it's not, or the guy on ESPN, it's not one of the top four sports, but I digress. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. That guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah. So I don't yeah, know. Horford, I mean, Horford's Vegas seems a- like, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to go back to McDonough for just a second because we never, I don't think we ever fully sewed that up. Um, like we never really talked about like 
you know, who would come in and take that place. And I mean, Jay Blunk is still there. Our, our good friend, Jay Blunk. <laughs> Jay Blunk. Yeah. Well, I think you have a nominee that you want to throw into the hat fork, don't you? Oh, Chris Block. The handsome Chris Block. Chris Block, oh, yeah. Chris Block absolutely should get that gig. <laughs> Chris Block would do a better job than a lot of people. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. Although, you know what? I would rather have Chris Block at GM and then move Stan Bowman up there, up the, up the ladder to, to something where he can't get his hands move, wet in hockey the, stuff. Move the GM's office to Ironworks. <laughs> nice big picture window in Ironworks for Chris Block. <laughs> him, and, uh, him and his dog yeah. just hanging out in the office, watching his boys play. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, McDonough, right? Yeah, that's his dog. Because yeah, McDonough did a lot when he got here. Because you know, one of the first things they did was they started putting ads on television. Yeah. You know, and the ads were great. The ads were they were funny. They were innovative. They got people to get to kind of know some of the players. And then they did Blackhawks television, which again, you know, introduce everybody to the Blackhawks, get to know the guys. Um, one of the first segments they did was the players and their dogs which sounds really simple but that's how you, that's how fans become attached to players is you you know you show that like the human side of these players they're not just guys on the ice they're guys with dogs guys with kids things like you that know, and that was all that was all john mcdonough but here's the thing though mcdonough so the team would the team had had decided to undergo a complete rebuild I think right, and he started that really like a year or two before he started, and he really benefited from that rebuild as as the team started to come back, which he had nothing to do with. He had nothing to do with acquiring those oh, players. No, not oh, nothing no. at all. So, so my point is, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not gonna gonna, gonna trash him because I think he, he did absolutely nothing wrong as far as promoting that team and that rebuild and that rebound. He he never got in the way. In terms of the promotion, he, he pressed the right buttons. Now, but I'm gonna, but here's what I'm gonna argue: hiring Pat Foley back, putting home games on TV, running TV ads—that was all low-hanging fruit from a marketing standpoint. Oh, yeah. It wasn't genius, but he did a he did a solid job. I think the one goal campaign when it was launched was great. The timing was perfect. It, people, it, it captivated people. It got stale as hell, like six years later when they were like no longer a team that was going to contend for a cup anymore. Uh, but so I, all that, all that was good. I mean, I, I, and I can't, I can't fault him at all, but, but you know what, the thing I will fault him for is that I think, I do think that he, he was one of the guys, if not the guy who stood in the way of pressing the button on another rebuild, even though he greatly benefited from the rebuild that started with Peter Wirtz and Dale Talon before he came on. And, you know, so there I'm going to blame, I'm going to blame McDonough. And I, when they announced they fired him, my, my, my thought was, my hope was, okay, now, now maybe they're going to start clearing out some of these high, big, you know, big money contracts on some of these veteran players and really rebuild this thing. That's not to say that I don't love those guys for what they did for this team, you know, Seabrook and Keith and, you know, even Jonathan Taves. And, and I'm not going to name any other names because it'll just get, get people riled up. But the truth of the matter is, is that, these guys keep getting older every year and the, the youth movement that they keep counting on year after year is never enough to even get them in the playoffs, much less close to close to a cup. So at some point you finally, we're going to really turn this over. We're going to really go young and we're going to get some high draft picks 
that you know you're not going to get when you're finishing you know 12th or 13th in, in the in the conference um so you know but but i i suspect and i hope that that's what the, the Wirtz family is trying to do is to really start that process it's going to cost them a lot of money but in the end it's going to pay off because they're going to be back in contention in three four five years well um, the other that's oh go ahead CT. go ahead okay well i, I was just going to say and that's why I think they need to fire Stan Bowman because what has Stan Bowman done with the draft? Stan Bowman did Nothing. a hell of a job retooling some, you know, some teams that needed to be retooled right. on the fly right. to, to contend again, but right. he's not going to from the ground up. Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I mean, he's Michael Hansus. Well, my, my point, and I made this on a podcast a couple weeks ago is I think he's had some good drafts, but, there's really not a solid player development program in place. No, um, they don't develop players at all. So they'll get guys who can become good, good NHL players. But I mean, I always, one of the examples I use is Mark McNeil. Um, I knew we were going to talk about Mark McNeil. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. He's the perfect example. He's the perfect example. This guy, Tacky had, bingo. he had the tools and just never really got the guidance. And, the one smart thing he's done in the last couple of years is he has gotten Brian Campbell involved in developing young defensemen. Yeah. So, but before I mean, that, they hadn't not the entire time, you know, this cup era, they had not developed a, a defenseman through their system since Nicholas Schallerson. Yeah. Like that's to, that tells you right there. That's a decade of not developing any defensemen through your system. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and, yeah. and we're not going to talk about goalies because there hasn't been a single goalie that's been drafted that's done anything for the Blackhawks since Corey Crawford. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you get a couple, you got some forwards in there, some Shaws, some sides. Okay. But you didn't develop those players. Those players were almost ready to go and be plugged into the lineup the day that they were drafted. Yeah. Kirby doc. And, same thing. Yeah. And if it's a guy who needs to sit in Rockford for two years, they never develop into anything and they end up getting traded somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that kind of happened with Tevu, but you know, he was actually breaking out a little bit and then you got the Bickle thing coming up and they got to, you know, sacrifice Tevu for Bickle and uh, to get out for a year from out from under a year of Brian Bickle's contract. Well, yeah. And yeah. I think getting Tevu out of the Chicago nightlife helped too. Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, it was probably a big market yeah. for him. Um, well, you know, when one of the things I miss about Joe Quenville is there, there was like Quenville speak. And I still always think about the time that he scratched Taravainen and Vermette in the 2015 playoffs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. <laughs> fresh, yeah. fresh legs was classic Quenville for yeah. you broke curfew. Right. <laughs> right. When, when a guy broke curfew, Quenville would say, I, I want to get fresh legs in. Yeah. Definitely. If you were going to break curfew, you better be Patrick King. Right. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I would be well, happy with, I would be happy with them getting, doing, doing like a Mike McCaskey to, to Bowman, get him up and out, out of the way. And the, uh, the other thing that we don't know yet, but it's almost certainly going to happen is there's going to be one, maybe two compliance buyouts. Because are we sure hope? Well, <laughs> the cap is going to have the cap is going to have to drop so drastically it is, it is. from loss. Yeah, revenue. but they may do a salary right. rollback too, like they did before. Um. 
Yeah, this PA is, is going to have to agree to that. But yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know. One way or the other, you're doing it. The, the PA would probably be happier with compliance buyouts. I would, because then you get out from underneath that that Seabrook thing. Yeah, Seabrook for sure. You know, it's a it's a more dignified way to cut the strings on Seabrook. Yep. Yeah. And um, and you know, one of I think we've already. I think last time I was on with you guys, we talked about Duncan Keith, and I said then, you know. It, on one hand, you kind of look at Duncan Keith and like, yeah, you know, he's old and everything. But, you know, for a five million dollar right. cap hit, Duncan Keith is fine. He's still yeah. he's still a good value. I agree. Yeah, I don't I don't see a hurry in in moving Duncan Keith. Now, you want to talk about Dehan? You know, how many shoulder surgeries do you want to write out? Um, that's another guy that they might want to look at. But you know, there's. Um, but in terms of a trade ship, you know, the bottom line is, is, you know, you've got, if you've got a really overvalued or, you know, overpaid player, um, you know, of that age, um, you're not going to get a lot in, re in return in a trade form. But for Keith at his cap hit, somebody might at the trade deadline this year or next year, rather, um, you know, make a pretty, pretty nice offer for him. And if you're a team in the Hawks position, you got to look at that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. and you, know, you have to. I mean, I think that if you're a team in the Hawks position, depending on what's offered, you got to look at anything. Um, but um, you know, but as far as a buyout, yeah, I think I think Seabrook is candidate one A. I can't really think of another contract that even comes close in terms of uh, no. There's that. That, that. I mean, that people always talk about Oli Mata, but it's like you know, Oli Mata at his price. I don't know. He's not. He they. He's not the worst defenseman they have. No. You know, I heard, I heard this the other day. I but have this is the story you. we're going to tell. Yep. Brent Seabrook comeback tour. Let's go. <laughs> there was Ryan Lambert on uh, the Puck Soup podcast talking about the uh, sarcastically talking about the Brent Seabrook comeback tour. Yeah, because of that whole thing. But um, yeah, I mean, this this kind of also transitions into another thing that I got a little angry and heated about on Father's Day yesterday, which is an article that I found about, um, you know, UFA, RFA uh, targets that the Blackhawks, defensemen targets that the Blackhawks should be looking to because they're going to have $17 million worth of cap space, according to some website where it doesn't say that. Uh, and this person also said the draft is coming within days and also said that free agency is on July 1st, which is not, which is all incorrect information. But they said that they should get, uh, one of them was Tyson Berry, Tory Krug, uh, and one other uh, player, which is they can't afford any of them because the open cap space they're going to have this year is going to be spent on a starting goalie, uh, Dylan Strom, you know, a little bit from probably uh, Kajula, and uh, you're going to have to extend Kubalik. Yeah. Kubelik's I mean, all that right there, that's going to eat $10 million. Yeah, that's going to eat $10 million. You, for a decent starting goalie, be it Corey Crawford or whatever, you're probably going to pay $5 million at least and, and maybe more. Uh, and, and then, you know, what, for Dylan Strom, say he makes $3.5 million. There you're at $8.5 million with two players. That eat, You know, they're, they're not going to have that room. And then someone stepped in and, and given us the old, well, you know, they're going to buy out uh, Mata and they're going to, you know, Dehan is going to be gone, and Seabrook's going to be gone. I'm like, how how, how is this going to even happen? Do we? You can't trade uh, Seabrook, and no. they're not going to trade Dehan. I mean, I don't think it makes the team no. any better either if they get rid of Mata. Right, 
And I mean, if Dahan can play, you keep him because he's a good player if he can play. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, I, you know, yeah, I know who, who the article came from. Yeah. And, yeah. It's kind of dubious to begin with. So, yeah, it's just like they have so many defensemen. How are you going to fit a Tory Krug? I mean, you, you find a way, but something's not going to fit right. You're going to have something left over that you're not going to be able to get rid of that's going to eat up cap space or it's going to screw something up. With with that, you'd have to get rid of two people to be able to bring a Tory Krug on to play anywhere in this, or uh, you know, or Tyson Berry to play anywhere on this team. Yeah, the solution for the Blackhawks blue line is go young, go young, go young. You know, you've now got, you might as well. Yeah, I mean, you they got, got you, know, they, you um, got a ton of young guys in the system. Yeah, and you know, you don't know what Vlasic's going to look like come come whenever camp happens for the upcoming. You know. Whenever this, whatever playoff clusterfuck winds up happening um, or not happening, uh, at some point they are going to play a season with a training camp. Yeah. And yep. at that point, point, yeah, so at that point, you can look at a guy like Vlasic. Um, Mitchell will be a little older. You could look at a guy like him. Uh, Bodan, you could look at him. I mean, there's, there's talent there. For sure, there's talent there. Yeah. And these are young guys, they're cheap guys. You know, if you're going to suck anyway, suck young. Because if. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> Bazinga. I don't care. If you're going to suck, suck young. That's, for my, that, that's for my son, Nestor. <laughs> He's 50. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. I think we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, you knew the job was dangerous when you took it. Yeah. So, yeah. As far as as far as they go, they've got enough defensemen in the system. Uh, yeah. Don't you know, spend when, money there. Yeah, and you know they're well, going to have to figure out what they're going to do with goalies because uh, you know they're probably going to bring Crawford back for a year or two. I think. Yeah, and he's not going to make six million. No, I would guess maybe more around five. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, for two more years, that's fine. But you got it. You have to have some kind of future in that. What you're going to do? Are you going to just hopes and dreams that you're going to find some some guy driving a Zamboni in Finland, or are you going to actually draft and develop someone through the system? And we've talked about this for a couple times now. Our, our Eric uh, Andrews on our staff brought up what about uh, Askarov, one of the highest rated goalies coming. You know since Carey Price. And yeah. right now, Carey Price doesn't seem like a good example, but there are times when he was the most dominant goalie in the NHL. Oh, yeah. Now, if you could have that and develop it, not have to buy it at $9 million five years down the road, that might be something to investigate. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to... they, they got to get creative with the goaltending situation because nothing yeah. they've been doing is working. And, um, and I thought when they made that trade, when they made, apparently, quote unquote, made that trade with the Islanders to bring that Russian in uh, Sorokin, uh, like I was, I'm like, okay, you're going to do something. You've got a plan. You're going to yeah. make something happen. Like, because they were going to, at that point, they were, they were going to let Robin Leonard go, which had me, you know, out of my mind. Because I'm like, well, how do you, you have this guy? You're like, hang on to him. He could be your goalie for the next five years. Even if you don't win the cup with him, at least you have a good, solid, one of the better, better goalies in the league at a decent price. And the numbers that I've heard that he's going to sign for for uh, with Vegas uh, is probably, probably the same money they're going to sign Corey Crawford for. So, so going back, go, go yeah. ahead. So going back to no, the no, defense, I'm done. Going back to the defense for a minute. I agree 100. 
on the goaltending. And I, but I think the, the defense and the goaltending and the future of both are, are really important. And, and, you know, you build championships from the net out. Um, but, and, you know, I think that there's a, a presumption that's being made that the Hawks are kind of set as far as young defensemen and young defense prospects. Um, I, I'm not necessarily sold on that yet. I think, uh, you know, um, Ian Mitchell, for all the hype he's getting, I don't know that he's any more um, pedigreed or, um, you know, off the charts in terms of his, his ability than, say, Adam Clendenning was eight or nine years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, the little bit I've seen of him play, he's, he's Jared Spurgeon, basically. Yeah, well, that could be, you know, and that would be better than Adam Clendenning. And I'm not going to say yeah. that, Ian, that Ian Mitchell won't pan out. But, you know, um, there's reasonably that Nicola Bodin is never really going to be much of an NHL player. Um, Chad Chris, you know, may never pan out. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, I think that, that Stan Bowman has drafted year after year, um, you know, five foot, 11 inch, 170 pound defenseman who can move the puck at the lower levels of hockey. Um, but have, but, you know, he hasn't had a, tr- a tremendous track record. I mean, Boakvist was, was a slam dunk. That was an easy yeah. pick. And so far he looks pretty good, at least bringing the puck up the ice and doing things in the offensive zone. Um, his defensive game remains to be seen, although there are signs that he may be developable. Um, there were a few games I went to where you could see that yeah. he's got a good, he's got a high hockey IQ. Yeah. He's a exactly. smart totally guy. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, so he's, go ahead. So he's a guy, you know, you could see where he's positioning himself well. Um, and he will benefit from skating with Duncan Keith. He was totally on agree. the top. He was on the pair with Duncan Keith, and you could see his game growing. And because Duncan Keith had somebody on his other side that he didn't have to keep an eye on as much as he did with Seabrook, uh, it freed Duncan Keith up. So Duncan Keith right. was playing some right. of his best hockey right before the pandemic. Yeah, totally agree. And I, years. And I think I think Boakvist is a, is a box checked, but you got to have six box checked, six yeah. boxes checked. So. I think, and, and yes, you mentioned Vlasic. Vlasic is a guy who they picked and they feel like he's got the size and the defensive game to develop into something they'll need. But I still, I still think that they might need, um, I, I keep, I keep saying this. I'd love to see them bring in that, that next generation Nicholas Jalmerson type player. Cause yeah. I think that's yeah, well, the, and they be. also seem to be healthy or uh, happy with, you know, like Lucas Carlson, uh, possibly. I mean, if you put him in the right role, you don't know what he's going to be. He, yeah. he didn't Carlson, kill himself out there. Lucas Carlson's yeah. a guy who you could see his game is still developing. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, I mean, they all are at this point, but they got, they do have a young, good crop. I mean, Bowden, we haven't mentioned, I'm not a big Bowden guy, but he may turn out to be something. He had talent. There's a reason he was picked in the first round. Um, by the Blackhawks though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. By Stan Bowman. And I think the, the knock on Bowdoin is, is that his, he's his skating. It may not be NHL quality. Yeah. You know, he's a guy yeah. that looked really good in junior and could get away with things in junior, but he's not even getting away with those things in the AHL anymore. And um, yeah. so, and you know, skating is oftentimes the thing that keeps guys from being really good NHL players. Um, but um, yeah, I mentioned, I, uh, I mentioned Bowdoin and, and, you know, Vlasic, you know, he may end up developing and, but I, I but Lucas Carlson, you know, at a similar stage of development, everybody knew Nicholas Jalmerson was going to be a special player. He, the, at least the people I talked to back then knew it. Um, and I'm not sure that Carlson's ever going to be a special player. I think he's going to be like a six, seven guy, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the point is, is like, you know, if we're going to, if this team's going to get back into cup contention, 
their talent acquisition needs to be much better than just, you know, a bunch of meatballs, you know, getting all goo-goo eyed over, you know, this year's second round draft pick. I mean, it just got to get, it has to get a lot better and they've got to get a lot more good young players. Doc and Bokovist are a start. They yeah. No, they start. need forwards. They're going to need forwards because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still, and they need a I, I know I'm the hater. I'm the official hater of Alex to it, but I'm still not sold that he he's, he's <laughs> that he's not that top echelon guy to me. He's a second line scoring guy. Yeah. If you put him in the right position and Dylan Strom, we've seen what he is. <laughs> we got people already ready to launch him out the door after he had that year that he had last year. Yeah. So it's like, where else is the, where are the young forwards in the system? The young dynamic forwards that can be game changers. Right. There are none. There's none. No. There's they, maybe Kirby Doc and that's it. Yeah. They the, need, they the need. Get, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, Frank, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I've been talking. <laughs> yeah. They want to hear you. You're, you're the guest. Oh, I was going to say, uh, to bring it and Strom are the perfect guys to put on the third line where they could just bum slay. Yeah. Yeah. See, CT looks like a, Iron Butterfly concert poster <laughs> from 1967. Yeah, I don't think I don't know, know if people are going to be able to see this. But Damn it! He's got he, yeah, he's got BC uh, superimposed over himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that was classic. I looked up, I saw that your face in uh, BC's <laughs> picture. Yeah, that's that's it was beautiful. Like that final frame of Psycho. Where the mother's face is superimposed <laughs> over Anthony Perkins. Yep, yep. Thanks, Nestor. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, third line. So, yeah, to bring it and Strom are perfect guys to skate third line where they could just bum slay and, you know, between the two of them, they can crank out 60 goals. And 60 goals for your third line, you take that every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's and I'm and I'd be fine with that. Uh, I just I I, I go I, I'm noted as the uh, the Debrinket hater. Yeah, I'm the hater because you know and then he came out and he scored forty goals and then now this year he you know he dropped thirty you know dropped twenty points off of his total because he hasn't been you know he just hasn't been hitting the net. He hasn't yeah, been hitting the I net. Say, his shooting percentage is I don't. It's one of these things where whenever there's another season. You got to look at his shooting percentage and then look at Kubalik's shooting percentage, and it, they're both going to normal out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I like Kubalik because I like his big body and he's got a nice shot. Um, but, you know, he's not the most fleet of foot, but he does all right for a big guy. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Kubalik. I like Kubalik. Yeah. Kubelik, Kubelik I think he's got like a Pavel playoff Burry build. Kubalik is like Pavel Burry compared to Dylan Strome. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you keep saying he's slow. I, I actually don't think he's slow. I think he's actually got got decent speed. But I mean, yeah, decent. Uh, yeah, decent. Sometimes well, decent is slow in the NHL when you got you know Connor McDavid and uh, you know players like Dylan Larkin, you know, whizzing by him, giving him yeah. windburn. Yeah, well, if they're giving him windburn, then I just I can't even describe what they're doing to Strom. Yeah. <laughs> So and Strom is like Vinny Prospel slow. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Like Andrew Burnett slow. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Burnett. Oh, there we go. Blackhawks legend Andrew Burnett. Yeah, I'm faster should, than Andrew Burnett. You guys should have heard our draft we did. Uh, there were a lot of those brought up. It was Blackhawks since the uh, – we, we all drafted teams since the uh, lockout, the, the 05 lockout. Uh, any player that played on the Blackhawks, but you have to – it's, you know, how they were on the Blackhawks, not how they were elsewhere, you know, 
not I North just, Trophy winning Dustin Bufflin. You, you know, third line forward Dustin Bufflin. But uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I think yeah. so for you, Frank. Well, years ago, uh, our good friend Bad Kermit had a website called Hired Jamesian. And he would do a fantasy baseball draft every year called Nafi Ball, named after Nafi Perez. And what Nafi Ball <laughs> was, was it was you got points deducted when your player did something good. So the, the whole point of the league was to have the worst possible players, but they had to play. Because if they, if they sat, uh, you lost points for that. So they had to get in the game. Basically, the best thing you could have is a guy getting in the game and going 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. You'd never get <laughs> a lot of points. And I always had in the back of my mind that one year I would do Nafi Puck, where we would do fantasy hockey and the object <laughs> to be have the absolute the worst. worst players. <laughs> and, and again, it would benefit you to have bad players who still dressed every night. So I'm sure we come up with but, a long uh, yeah, list of those players. Yeah. We also come up with a long list of things we had ideas about, but never did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we were, we were great on concept, terrible on That's execution. Right. The only time we ever did anything was when it was a really stupid gag. We were great on gags. Yeah, definitely. Never, never good on the long, not, never good on the long. And you, even our best one, we had nothing to do with. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Back back to our good friend Jay Blanc. Yeah, Jay. Jay. Well, I assume is watching now. Yeah. Oh, Hi, yeah. Jay. Of course he is. Happy birthday. Well, no, no, <laughs> he's got nothing else going on. Oh. <laughs> Judging by our. What do you uh, mean? He's got he's got a measurement done in his office for new drapes. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by our uh, large, large viewership, uh, it's a distinct possibility Jay Blanc is watching. <laughs> All fives of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. John, you got anything else we, we, we want to discuss? Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. I think I've hit every, all my points. Yeah. What about our guests? You guys got anything, anything you want? To I share? know you guys got stuff you want to get off your chest. Uh, I just, I just wanted to announce we've all been fired by the Buffalo Sabres. I, I don't <laughs> know what that's about. <laughs> yeah. By email, right? Or by text message? <laughs> no, Kevin it, McAdams it, is, Adam's on my lawn with a sign holding it. <laughs> Blackhawks legend, John, Kevin Adams. That's right. That's right. He's, he's out there with a boombox like John Cusack. Boom You're fired. <laughs> You're fired, CT. He even got Peter I Gabriel stopped. to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting. I guess it'll be interesting. What uh, we'll see what happens now. Yeah, I, I I have this feeling that every major sport is basically in a race with each other to see who could have the first fatality. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. It, it's what is that? Blade Runner? Is that is that, yeah. is that the movie? Yeah. Hey, we might as well just go for it and have Running Man. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Or Thunderdome. Yeah. He had so to play it. Play maybe, play the games the, in the Thunderdome. Yeah, the Hawks should bring Sub Zero in to play goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. nice. uh. See, this Zingo. is I don't I, care. 
I think this is going to be our hockey night podcast pivot now, as we're just going to run through all the Arnold movies. <laughs> awesome. I'm very you. excited to watch Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you guys have really been keeping busy, haven't you? <laughs> oh, man. Been keeping something. Hey, <laughs> I will say this. They should give a medal to anybody who had to watch Mad Magazine Presents Up the Academy. I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, well, I was a Police Academy guy up until like four. Well, well no, Up the Academy well, no, was... Up a, the Academy. Go ahead, four. Okay, Mad Magazine, after National Lampoon had Animal House, uh, Mad Magazine decided, or someone approached them and said, you guys should do a movie too. So... They got the script for, and it was kids in a military school, and it was called Up the Academy, and it is brutally terrible. Uh, it is, and it, one and of, it stars Chicago legend Harry Kinowitz. That's right, oh. Harry Kinowitz is in it. Oh that, wow! Probably oh, Harry Kinowitz acting role ever. I remember yeah. Harry Kinowitz. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> radio legend Harry Kinowitz. Yeah, right. Harry Kinowitz. Very same. The movie is so bad that uh, Ron Liebman is basically the star of the movie, and he had his name removed from the credits. <laughs> Perfect. And, and then, then the best part is Mad Magazine. The movie came out. Mad Magazine hated the movie. They paid like $30,000 to have their name removed from the movie, have all references to Mad Magazine removed from the movie. So there was a statue of Alfred E. Newman at some point. They cut that out of the movie. Um, there was a guy like in an Alfred E. Newman mask at the beginning and end of the movie that cut that all out. And the movie was made by Warner Brothers. Time Warner then bought Mad Magazine and put it all back in. <laughs> <laughs> How much drama for this terrible movie? It is, it is astoundingly Fantastic bad. Fantastic soundtrack, though. It, yeah, that's the thing. It has one of the best <laughs> soundtracks. This, no, no joke. This is the most skewed movie quality to soundtrack quality ratio it's like all these great late 70s punk slash new wave bands so you know you got blondie you got Boom, boomtown rats you got eddie and the hot rods nick lowe is in there it's like iggy pop all this stuff in this movie that is like getting a prostate exam from captain hook it is the worst <laughs> It is, it is also a movie that that knows that the, the soundtrack is the best part of it because there's like it's like there's dialogue and then somebody like grabs the volume and turns up the music. Oh yeah, <laughs> the music definitely <laughs> drowns out the goings on in the movie. They didn't have to make it that obvious. It was it. That's yeah. crazy. It's on it's on Amazon Prime. I think it's a buck ninety nine. And I I defy you <laughs> to make it through. And ask for a refund. Oh. <laughs> well, don't do it. As we wrap, as we get a little get wrapped up here, because I don't want to keep anyone too long tonight, uh, with all the rain and everything going on, then we might lose our internets out over here. John Mulp, he's in Columbus, but so okay, let's say this thing actually happens, uh, and they actually get a tournament rolling. What are the Blackhawks' chances? Now I've I've gone on record as saying I don't you know they, you see sure that, that's your IQ and their chances, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, you've got um, a better chance of seeing Richard Simmons Jr. <laughs> Bazinga! 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, they could, something could happen. In a three-game series, actually, something could happen, and they could make it, uh, or a five-game series. They could make it to the, to the actual playoff. Uh, you know, it's some could have anything crazy could happen in a in a five game series like it. There, where the weirder things have happened. I'm not going to say they could get past Edmonton, but something weird could happen where Corey Crawford gets hot for three games or whatever, and uh, something happens. But after that, all bets are off. They they cannot advance anywhere, it, even if they were able to, to miraculously make it through this play in thing, this mercy killing thing that you got going on, and uh, it's. And you got Nick Gizmondi going, well, let's go, guys. Uh, we They could win it all. They could do it all, which well, is just a complete disservice to any Blackhawks fan that, that they would do that. Here's my other question. So the Lightning had to shut down camp because they had, what, uh, how many COVID cases did Tampa have? Five, six? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so they had to shut down camp. Now, what happens if they manage to light this candle and get it going and then all of a sudden a team starts having a covid breakdown and they need to shut down does that mean that they forfeit and whoever they were playing advances i don't know they don't I, know I guess they're gonna have to... this is not gonna happen yeah right exactly they don't have anything nailed down <laughs> yeah they're just making up as they go that's along why i'm supremely confident this is not gonna happen we, w- we no. would stand a better chance with commissioner buttman from bone cop bad cop than... <laughs> <laughs> There's your cocky night bingo. <laughs> we needed a bone cop, bone cop, cop bad cop. <laughs> yeah, it's they, on Netflix, by the way. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to watch that. Both of them, actually, that bone cop, bad cop, and bone cop, bad cop too, which I have and, not seen. And on Amazon Prime, I'm gonna watch the roller hockey documentary from the uh, Roller Hockey International or whatever it was. I think they have the beach hockey in there too. And I just found out today that Cobra Kai is coming to Netflix. So I'm pretty stoked about that. <laughs> well, you guys are going to be busy this summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with these fine flicks you have going on. Damn right. I'll be up on my roof with my iPad watching <laughs> Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad plan right now. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that kind of wraps up with the, the Blackhawks stuff right now. I guess we're not going to really know until, I mean, it's the, the draft lottery isn't going to really affect the Blackhawks. Uh, this time around. So, well, uh, but every team has has balls in the thing this time. So even, you know, even the teams that would have made the playoffs anyway have ping pong balls in the lottery. I believe it's something weird like that. I think the Blackhawks still do, but they have less of a chance or something like that. They tried to. I think they tried to make it so that the teams that are in the top five all pretty much almost remain there. I, yeah. It was something weird like that. Like they, uh, they want they're, Detroit to pick first because they deserve to pick first. And yeah, they're they're not gonna. There's no way that the Hawks are gonna homer their way into uh, a number three pick. No, not again. So they're gonna probably be picking in the nine, ten, eleven range somewhere in that range. Yeah. So Let's I'd see. like to see them pick a forward, or if they want, you know, if they could pick the goalie, I would. I wouldn't hate that either, even though it's a. It's it's swing, uh, you know. It's a big swing, big homer swing, but uh, it's worth trying something a little different because what they've been doing hasn't been working. So, yeah, they'll do what they always do, though. Best athlete available, best player available. That's yeah, not, right. Yeah, you know, you yeah, can, I, you can I, look for specifics when you're in the top five. After that, you just take the best guy. Yeah, yeah. So and trade him. 
<laughs> What's that? I said, and then trade, trade him to Phoenix. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> so should we wrap this up, Johnny? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right. Um, I don't have any last plugs except for puck hockey, puckhockey.com. If you've uh, gone out there, you've seen they got their, uh, their, their new Slayer uh, stuff. So, you know, that that hits close to home. B-U-C-K-H-E-K-Y.com. We're here to witness Slayer. <laughs> and. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Really? Head over there, pick up some Slayer stuff, pick up some Lamb of God, whatever, Exodus, all that stuff's there. Use the link, uh, check out, and you get, uh, you know, some money off on that. Follow us on all your, yeah, 10%. uh, Follow us on all the social medias at The Rink Official. I think you guys know where to find us on all that stuff. Uh, www.the-rink.com. And I do want to say, I know John might want to uh, add in too. Uh, we want to wish well, uh, give best wishes to Mario Terbasi. He announced that he's going to be kind of stepping away. He's been, you know, he's been a soldier for us for years now. And one of the, one of the founders that, you know, founded it with us. And uh, we just we want to wish him well. He's going to start a podcast and he might do some writing too. Uh, you know, he just needed to take some time for himself to, to do his thing and, uh, you know, boost his career up a little bit. I don't think we were doing enough boosting of the career. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a tough guy. Mario. He's going to do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Mario's cut out for big things, and yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, Mario and Aaron Goldschmidt <clears throat> were the two guys who who joined us right away um, when yeah. we started the rink um, three and a half years ago. And uh, yeah, he's uh, you know he's done a great job, and uh, we but we always knew that Mario is uh, headed for big things, and you know, it's in, in a full time media type of uh, career. Um, and I, I don't know if that's what's what's next for him but he'll get there eventually in the meantime yeah. he's picked up a lot of uh, friends and admirers along the way and uh we we will like remain, us. you know we, we will <laughs> remain his friends and admirers even though we don't yes. have any ourselves to speak of um but uh no we still have a great staff um you know Aaron Goldschmidt is still uh, holding over from the very beginning and we've built up quite a quite a crew that are still with us and and ostensibly will be with us and which we're uh very gratified to be able to say and, yeah so, um, but all the best to Mario. Great guy, great talent. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, uh, he'll be missed. Oh, I got a quick question then, because we talked offline before we started. Does this mean you don't want us to kill him now? That <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the record. <laughs> oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. <laughs> yeah, we made no letter Kenny references tonight. Yeah, I got a couple in here, but I, I, I went with the Bazingas. Uh, I knew that was a little more relevant at this point in time. Based it. (laughs) Well, if you get a chance, head over to the podcast. If you're you're listening to this on the podcast side, head over to iTunes, rate and review us. We'd appreciate that. Thanks to Shady for the the new uh, review that he put up for us. I appreciate that, my boy. Gone to a couple metal shows with him. And uh, uh, you guys got anything you need more to plug? Uh, Your podcast? Yeah, we're doing the podcast again. Yeah, um, we're doing it. Sort of. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not really hockey related, other than that one time Joe Yurden called in. Talk yeah. about Police Academy. <laughs> that five, six? I can't remember. I don't even remember. But <laughs> anyway, we're just, yeah, this, we're this just week, doing random shit and talking to each other. Yeah, and we watch a movie every week. So this, this week, isn't that- this week I'm 
But I'm really looking forward to this week because CT has still never seen Commando. So at some point in the next two days, he's going to watch Commando for the first time. Oh, man. I'm excited. Watch We're that. excited no, for you. Closely. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, JJ, I had to laugh because you mentioned that one continuity thing I saw today and I just burst out laughing. Am I, am I right? I've probably seen Commando like 25 times. I never noticed that. Watch the yellow Porsche. Watch the yellow Porsche. And, and don't right. forget, PT, Coma Sta. Coma Sta is the best line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's awesome. I'm ready. Well, I think that's a good way to end it right there. <laughs> that's so just. <laughs> awesome. Well, on that note, I guess uh, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedules to download, listen, support, and watch us. Uh, until next episode, see you on the rink.